Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, where your host, Jude Pierre, MD, also known as Coach JPMD, discusses medical practice topics that will guide you through the maze that is the business of medicine and teach you how to increase profits and help populations live long. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to listen and be transformed. Now, here's your host, Coach JPMD. So, welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast with your host, Coach JPMD. That's me. And today, we have a special guest, uh, a guest that has been with me for several years. And it's more of an inspirational episode, I think, because about a year ago, Michelle, Michelle Lynch, our guest today, showed me something that really, really touched my heart. And I said, you know what, how do I share this story? How do I share this so that other people can hear it, so that physicians can see? It's not just us as physicians that are struggling, it's it's the rest of our staff and, and the people that we work with, the people that we lead. And for me, it was an inspirational story, and I hope it's an inspirational story for you. So I'm not going to give the whole story because I'll let Michelle do that. And Michelle, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, let us know who you are and what you do, and we'll take it from there. Sure. So my name is Michelle Lynch, uh, 43 years old, and I've been with Dr. Jude Pierre for going on seven years in November been a medical assistant for about 20 years. So I've seen a lot of different things, exciting things, not so exciting things, but um, <laughs> been in the medical field for a very long time. Still enjoy doing it. The, you, yeah, I don't know if I knew about the 20-year thing. Mm -hmm. Have you really been in yeah. what, Was it always in Florida or was it... Uh, I, I think you're from Tennessee, right? Because that's... No, what, no, no. <laughs> Technically, no. Nope, not from Tennessee, from Tampa, Florida, town and country area. Okay lived there all okay. my life. But no, yeah, I have uh, lived in Tennessee for eight years. So I've been a medical assistant there in Tennessee as well. And mm -hmm. like I said, been a medical assistant for general practice, uh, internal medicine, been and always, always in a doctor's office. Yeah. So I know that you're, you've embarked on a new journey and that's to be an LPN. So tell me about that journey. And why did you decide to do that? Yes. So I have been wanting to be a nurse for a very long time. And as life gets in the way, certain things happen. Children come along. You stop your dreams and you make sure you take care of the family. They're number one. And so it's always been the children. And now that they are grown and doing their own thing, now it's Michelle's turn. So finally embarking on what I've been wanting to do and being this far, I've, I'm close so, and again, with things stop starting, stop starting, and now I'm finally going, you know, full force with it. Yeah. So how many more years do you have? Or is it more months? <laughs> Until December. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's not yeah. easy. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's, it's been difficult, but yeah, I'm making do. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, we have to ask a question. You're a medical assistant, learning to be an LPN. Uh, this is a Practice Impossible podcast where we teach physicians the business of medicine. And so why are you here? Why, why do you think you're here? To tell my story, being as a medical assistant, you know, pay grades different. We do our best. And with the teaching and the knowledge, like I said, uh, or when we've had our meetings at work, having the Dave Ramsey communication, the book, you know, have you read the book and kind of like, okay, what is, what is Dr. Pierre talking about? You know, why is he beating this into our heads? There's gotta be something that he's, that he knows and he's trying to tell us and it's uh, knowledge. And, uh, you know, you have to read the book to know 
what it's about, but we're so hard headed and so in our set in our ways that, you know, that, that sounds weird. Yeah. Trying to yeah, save money. And, and that I sounds think, weird. Yeah. Trying to pay off debt. Yeah. It's weird. That's weird. Yeah. So, so, you know, for me, it started when you came to me after a couple of years of me, I guess, pounding or beating preaching, you guys up. With, yeah. Preaching. Yeah. With, uh, uh, it was preaching. You came to me with a picture of something from Carvana. And I was, I was pretty much floored because I was like, okay, what is this? Did you really do this? So t- can you, sh- can you share that, that day with me yes. or with us? So because we were wanting to get rid of a debt and get rid of a payment, which was way too much. We said, we finally decided, okay, let them take the car, let them get it. And that saved, you know, us a good amount and just finally getting rid of that car payment and just excited to tell you and show you like, look, what you've taught us and what you've talked about, it's sinking in. And we Mm -hmm, finally mm -hmm. made that decision to get rid of that, you know, get rid of that payment. The money saved, we were able to buy a car that was cash and no more debt. That's wonderful. And and that that's what inspired me because, you know, sometimes you, we, or at least I do things in the office and sometimes I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm clear and if I'm being more of the command and control boss and that I think I was, and I probably still am at some point. I just read the book by um, Stephen uh, Covey and it's called, uh, and I'll, I'll share that, that book with you guys in the show notes, but command and control versus trust and inspire boss or trust and inspire a leader. And you know, it's never, that was verification to me, or that was a validation that I, I did have some impact on my team members. And that's why I invite others. I invite physicians to understand that they have a role, a leadership role in the practice that they can help, help transform lives, uh, just like they can transform their patients' lives. But I think if you can transform your team members' lives in a positive way, that will in turn lead to better patient care, less stress, mm-hmm. and now you're debt-free. And, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing. And I, I think if once you get to that point, if you haven't gotten there, I think you know the freedom that you you have is uh, like no other. So tell me about the the steps. I mean, we we you mentioned Dave Ramsey. You mentioned you know things I uh, the books, um, mm-hmm. which I'll also reference as, uh, as well. Tell me about the baby steps. So what did you find um, intriguing or compelling to do it? To just just to have the one thousand dollars in your emergency fund. I mean, just having that. Now I'm going to say it's not easy. I mean this this is not a it's not something that you can just flip the switch and it it works. It takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes dedication, but mainly the the $1,000 in your emergency fund just to have that and you have a flat tire or you've got to go, I don't know, we had to buy a new uh, dishwasher and guess what? Mm-hmm. Cash and savings, no credit card. It was, that was intriguing to me just to have that small amount it helps wonders. And that's just the first mm-hmm. step. And when you follow the rest of the steps and it just become easy. But like I said, for me, the most intriguing was the thousand dollars in the, in the savings account. And, you know, something comes up, Oh, credit card. I don't have it, but I've got the cash. And that was now that's been our motto is cash mm-hmm. is everything. If we don't have the money for it in the account, it weren't it, we don't need it or we wait till we save up the cash to get it. Yeah. 
And that's, that's something that I learned into the steps as well. And I know this sounds like a, an infomercial for Dave Ramsey, but <laughs> it, it's a, it's really a stepwise process of getting out of debt and, and living freer. And to hear Michelle go through it and to, to hear all the people that I've helped go through it is just for me is inspiring. And, and, and it also helps you stay connected with your, your spouse. So how, how did it, what did it mean to you, your family and your life and, and getting to that point where you're able to follow simple steps and so, get so, to where you are? Yep. So like I said before, it's not some, you know, it takes conversations. It takes, you know, to get that, you know, the Dave Ramsey book, to have him, you know, read it, to have the kids read it. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, little hesitation because, again, we're conditioned in a society that in order to get something that you don't need, you need to have a credit card. And if you don't have the money, you need a credit card. So we've learned and had conversations. We've got rid of the credit cards, but yet having conversations with your spouse talk to them, let them see your side of the story. Then of course you want them, you want to hear their side of the story and Mm -hmm. you want to let them know that this is a good thing. It's not a bad situation. You just have to get each other compromise, have a conversation with kids. When we started it, they were older. So they understood they would make fun of us every, you know, now and then, you know, oh, we got to get cash. Cash is king. I'm like, uh, yeah, if you don't have the cash, then (laughs) you don't need it. But it's been fun. The kids, they they understand, you know, they don't have credit cards now. They're working money they have. If they need something, it's cash. So little baby steps again, but it just takes a conversation, family talking to each other and know the pros and cons on both. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I have to mention that we do have a, a guest that also uh, spoke a lot of these things in the podcast. I can't remember if it was episode three or four. I'll reference that. It was uh, with Sonia Palomino. She was my um, financial coach that helped me through the steps as well. So uh, of the process, uh, how it affected you, what would be the, the thing that, that your kids saw in you that what was their reaction? Was it more crazy? Was it fun? Or was it confusing? Hesitant? What, what do you, what would you say? Well, like I said, like they would, they would kind of like make jokes, make fun. Oh, cash is king. Or, you know, we would say, well, we can't get that because it's, you know, we got, we don't, don't have the cash for it. But like I said, they're older, so they understand. Uh And like I said, when we were trying, when we're trying to tell them not to get the credit card and, and again, they're not going to, as far as in my house, but whatever they do outside, you know, I can't, can't, um, I tell them well, what to do. Yeah, the best you can do is inspire them and to see how right. they, you're living. Yeah, and if they see how you're living free of you know all the the, the pressures of paying off stuff, then uh, I, I certainly think it, it's it's definitely was positive impact on my my kids. And so, why do you think it's hard for physicians? Why do you think it's hard for other people to do the same things that you did? Probably because they don't have somebody that can tell them about it. Maybe they're mm-hmm. just set in their ways. Like I said before, the society is telling you, you need a credit card in order to buy something. So they don't have maybe that somebody on their shoulder saying, Hey, uh, you probably don't need that or have the surroundings of people. There's like a whole group of people spending money and you don't want to be left out. You want to spend money because yeah. they're spending money. You don't want to be the naysayer and be like, no, I don't want to spend the money because you know I'm frugal. 
you know, you might, yeah, might be yeah. an appearance type thing. They just and there's a big pressure. Yeah, pressure. And there's yeah. a big pressure. There's a big pressure on the on the banking side as well because you know it, it kind of hit me a couple a couple of weeks ago, and I, I probably should have realized this. But even if you have a credit card and you don't use the credit card, or when you use it, you pay it off, the credit card companies always make money. Whether you carry a, a load or carry a debt load, or if the merchant pays a service fee to that credit card company mm-hmm. to be able to accept that card. So some of the fees are 2.9%, 2.5%. So every time you swipe that card, that bank is making money off of the swipe and also off of your interest if the, if you carry a balance, which is something that I think people should kind of be aware of because um, oh, there's really no incentive no, for us to... Speaking of that, we're constantly getting credit card things in the mail. Well, this one uh-huh, is uh-huh. a premier credit card that we got. My husband went and opened it, took it out and went and took our son, said, look, 16% interest rate and you $400 credit line annual fee of $99 that they take from that <laughs> card on top of 16%. And, and then he, so he's explained to him, see, this is why you don't want a credit card because they're yeah. charging you $200 already that you haven't even got to use. So <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. You you mentioned something. I, I I briefly heard you say something about the Geico story that that was actually pretty interesting because once you start on this process and you see where your monies are going through budgeting and through you know just communication, tell me about the Geico story. So last week, just got a letter in the mail or, or yeah, letter in the mail from Geico stating that the premiums are increasing for the next six months. Well, mm-hmm. the last six months they were at. Three ninety three a month for six months, and so with what I saw, what it was increasing to for four hundred fourteen dollars for the next six months comes to like twenty something hundred for six months of car insurance. And my husband's like, "Let's figure this out." So he went on, I think on Progressive, got a quote for car insurance, and was able to get it to be one hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> a month for six months. And we're like, sign us up. <laughs> so it's, I mean, we're good drivers, you know, nothing too bad yeah, tickets yeah. or anything. But I mean, it's like, we're not, we're driving from work to home. And there's no reason that we have to spend that extra $300 on insurance that we're, I'm driving 20 minutes to work. He might be, he's driving yeah. an hour, but still it's, there's no reason to pay an extra $300. So that's going to go right yeah. into the checking account. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what happens when you start paying attention. That's, oh, yeah. uh, that's exactly what happens. And you'll find, you'll find lots of things like that when you actually start looking at your budget and looking at things differently. So, you know, you've been on an awesome journey. You've, you've, obviously done very well. And I'm so, so proud of you. So happy for you to, to pursue your career, your, what you wanted to do as an LPN. So what would be the one thing that you would have done differently with your finances, let's say 15, 20 years ago? Save, (laughs) save, save, and save. I know you and I had a conversation earlier. It's like, you know, when you're 18 or even younger than that, you've got these odd jobs babysitting, going to people's houses and cleaning. I mean, even it's little amounts, but as long as, or whatever birthday money, Christmas money, Mm -hmm. all that, why wasn't someone there then saying, Hey, why don't you put that away? Why don't you put that in savings? 
And mm-hmm. so that there, where my kids are now, where at their, the age they're at, any birthday money, put it away. At least put $100 in your sa- checking account, savings account. You know, yes, buy something yeah. for yourself, but put $100 or something in your checking account. Build that savings, put $1,000 in there. So that's the yeah. one thing I think I wish I could have done in the past was all that free money that we were getting mm-hmm. as kids. Just yeah. save it. Yeah. Save it. Michelle, you're awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. for doing this. And I know that you were nervous <laughs> initially, but this yeah. is fine. You this did is awesome. pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I want to thank you for coming on the Practice Impossible podcast. Hopefully you have inspired others, not only doctors, but also team members and also medical, other medical assistants and nurses and, and kids out there who might be listening to the podcast. Hope so. Because, you, know, you know, this is what we do. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend and keep practicing impossible. See you in two weeks.